How you guys doing? How you guys doing? I hope you're doing good. I really hope you're doing well. So today, I have returning guests, Mr. Ron Weed and Mr. Zach Waters from the Imaginarium of Thought podcast. And if you haven't listened to them yet, check it out. Their audio might not be the best, but my audio is not the best either. Because I need your donations to the Patreon. Wink, wink. Shameless self-promotion. But anyway, I got these guys back on and we decided to discuss conspiracies in the video game world because they also did a show about that and I really enjoyed it and uh, I did a little bit more research about it and uh, we discussed a lot of shit in the video game world because we are all fans of the games right so it was a pretty wild ride I gotta say Zach kind of passed out at the end (laughs) he's got he had to get up for work early in the morning so it was so funny because he just bounced out but uh you'll hear that in the show um but anyway without further ado i uh i give you the two lovely gentlemen from the imaginarium of thought podcast mr ron weed and zach waters and you guys know what you got to do that's right smoke a fat one drink a couple beers Do what you got to do. Ultimately, relax and enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome back, Cartel. I have none other than Ron Weed and Zach Waters from the Imaginarium of Thought podcast. Uh, They have a great show. You guys check them out. Um, And tonight we're going to talk about uh, conspiracies and video games. How are you guys? Oh, doing pretty good, man. <laughs> Just uh, enjoying my night. Cool. Yeah, I was I was actually watching uh, Terrifier two before I got on. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Terrifier one and two? It's like the most gruesome horror shit you could ever see. It's crazy. No, I haven't. What's that about, Dave? I've never. Seen so, it's like this clown, and his name is Art the Clown, and I think they call him Art because. When he kills people, he kind of tries to make it look like art. <laughs> but he's this terrifying-looking clown with a white white face and like a black dot on the tip of his nose, and he's got like these gruesome-looking black teeth. And oh yeah, yeah, I know. He's just like now. he does. He's like a mime, right? He didn't. He never says anything. He's very. He's absolutely silent. Even when when he's getting like his ass kicked by some of the people in the movie, he doesn't even scream or anything. He's just like. Bam! whatever rips out the fucking nail nail board in his head and keeps continuing on. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he just, it's like the most gruesome shit. Like he'll take like somebody's hand and like take the fingers and like rip them apart until the whole arm is split in half. Shit like that. It, it, yeah. It's, it's totally gruesome, man. And he's like laughing and doing these mind things while he's doing it. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, like and, and older I get, I can't. Yeah. It's kind of like 
They're like, I can't, I can't handle the group like that. I hear a lot of people say that, but for me, it's just like, uh, it's like, I just kind of look at it. I'm just like, wow. Like, is, <laughs> you know, is it necessary? But that's the genre, right? Like the, the murder porn or gore porn kind of thing, right? doesn't bother me. I know it's all fucking makeup and effects, but still, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not so much into gory stuff, but I do appreciate the aesthetic of, of, of it, you know? Like, I, this sounds weird, but I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, uh, Mids- Midsommar. That was a great movie. And uh, that scene where the uh, old people go commit suicide, oh. they jump off the cliff. Dude, I don't know. So like, brutal. Uh, so brutal. Uh, but you know, it's crazy. Is like I'm not into that. Like Zach, second test. When I was a kid, dude, and I we used to watch horror movies. I'd like whenever it was like scary scenes or someone's about to get killed, I'd like watch it through like my shirt or something like. That. Oh yeah, yeah, I used to do that, kid, and then I just got desensitized. Yeah, but um, that movie, like when that scene happened, I started laughing so hard. Because I, and it sounds so morbid, like watching that lady's head get smashed against the rock, right? Really? Just obliterated. Dude, I was like in shock, and not, shit like that doesn't really shock me, but that made me go like I just like cringed and like rolled up into a ball in my seat. Yeah. I think that's why I laughed and everything like that is because just like the whole thing in the military with the graveyard humor and the dark humor, right? It gets you over like this fucked up situation where you're not having to yeah. feel that cringe. <laughs> Yeah, it's like in um, that movie, uh, The Green Inferno. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, no, I, could, I, I didn't like, want to. But yeah, I just like about... People crash in the Amazon and then they get abducted by cannibals and like they're getting ready to be eaten. And one guy goes, he's freaking out so bad. And his buddy's like, dude, just whip it out and jerk off. He's like, what? He's like, it'll cure your anxiety. And he starts doing it. <laughs> Fucking crazy. That's one. That's one way to do it. That is a really good one. That one's one. I, see. <laughs> I oh yeah, that was yeah. Pretty, well, Eli Roth is pretty wild, man. Yeah, it's like the the realism, right? Um, uh, Ron, you sound like you're underwater a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, does it sound better? Uh, talk again. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you're still gargly. Okay, I'll try to. Uh... Uh, that better. readjust no. <laughs> no it's not <laughs> oh my god hopefully it's not like my headset or is that how about that still the same oh my gosh oh wait 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 talk uh, is that better oh shit no it might uh, be connection I don't know I think it might be it's, headset I can still hear you it's just it just sounds a little off it's weird is that any better there? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think this is happened. funny. I'm going to leave it in. Um, okay, so first on the list, you guys discussed this, uh, but I want my audience to get it as well. Uh, the Polybius. Yeah, do you want to break that down, Zach? Yeah. Uh, so for somebody that doesn't, didn't catch your episode, it was a like an arcade machine back day. I apologize. I don't know the note, but it became very, it showed up out of nowhere. And basically the theory is it was kind of CIA, you know, FBI mind controlled. 
because a lot of kids started playing hooked and then having weird nightmares dreams and quickly as it came it disappeared you know the theory Sure, other secret projects that they introduced it to see what would, the kind of effect it would have on people, and then it's just there, it was gone. So that would make yeah. it even more of a conspiracy theory. People don't know if it really was around or not. Yeah, people don't know if it actually existed or not. But uh, from what I'm what I've researched was that there was a witness supposedly that saw two men in black come in and take take the game out of the arcade. <laughs> I don't know right. how true that is. It could be just bullshit, but um, also this it was in the Simpsons in a Simpsons episode too. Oh wow. Yeah. Which means that, I thought know, that was true. true. It was <laughs> right. If it's in the Simpsons, it's you know it's true. It's like the Simpsons is like the Bible of of TV, right? Conspiracies mm-hmm. and predictions. Uh, do I sound any better? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? How he's like kind of uh, sounds like a <coughs> static, staticky on my end, Ron. Like like you said, kind of like your microphone might be trying to. Is this like it? a warbly sound? Oh wait, I think Try it sound better. Do I, do I sound better like this? Mm, yes, but still got that weird effect. Okay, I'll bring it back. But yeah, um, there was like a movie. Uh, back in the 80s called Nightmares and it was like um, like a anthology of short stories and one of the movies had um, Emilio Estevez in it and he'd go to this arcade and there was this one game there and I think they based this short film off of Polybius because it pretty much like entranced him and like sucked him into the game and shit kind of like Tron in a way but uh I think he ends up dying at the end too so it was pretty fucking wild damn I, um, I love Amelia they, they did a man like that oh have you seen that movie no I have and it has oh. definitely when I'm gonna check I, out I also love Emilio Estevez and uh yeah it was cool it was a cool anthology but that was the most memorable short film in that anthology for me. Um, like ar- arcade games actually kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say, guys. Okay, last time, and I got to try another headphone. But it's sounding any better? No. Okay. All right, I'll be right back. I'm done. <laughs> Too fucking. Davy, did you did you go into arcades and stuff like that in the mall? Is that something you did, or oh, is that like? Like what? Dude, I often say to people, I was born with a controller in my hand and I'll die with a <laughs> VR headset on my head. Uh, I, I'm not really into VR, but like wherever the wherever gaming goes, I'll go there, you know? But uh, when I was about four or five years old, my mom managed to buy an arcade mall. Oh, wow. So I was raised on video games. I had an Atari when I was a kid, when I was a toddler. Um, my mom managed an arcade for like five, six years. Uh, so I'd go visit her all the time there, of course, right? My dad yeah, would drop yeah. me off after school when he, he'd go to work, and then my mom would take me home, right? And my mom would like – Oh, yeah. My uh, mom would often open up some of the cabinets and just pop the credits in. Like, if it didn't have a coin counter on it, she would open it up and just pop the credits in, right? 
It's fucking yeah. great. That and all awesome. kinds of friends. I had all kinds of friends there who also were, uh, you know, um, sons or daughters of store owners within the mall and they would come to the arcade and I would hang out with them all the time and play games with them. And, and then when I get home, I'm playing NES or Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo or whatever. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that was awesome. That would be amazing. I, I, I miss those nowadays, the arcades, but I couldn't imagine getting to grow up. Like that. I bet you that was an amazing. It was. And it's like, People tell me all the time, they're like, dude, you're so lucky to grow up in the 80s, right? And I was like, yeah, man. And my mom used to manage an arcade. And it was like the best time ever, you know? So awesome. And I ended up like, bringing some friends with me from school and they'd hang out with me and play games with me. And <clears throat> it was awesome. Um, so we covered Polybius and Nightmares. Oh, uh, uh, that any better? A little bit, yeah. Still buzzing or? A little bit, yeah. You're good. No. <laughs> okay but i so, wanted to, i wanted to draw i'm sorry man uh about the polybius is uh yeah how we know with the u.s government the testing acid and everything like that on people and then watching their reactions um so it's not so far-fetched that this was maybe some sort of like another rat rat test you know on us right it wouldn't surprise me at all because that's when video games were getting popular. And so they were probably like, let's try something on the public with this game. Right. Mm -hmm. And who knows for all we know, we might be being manipulated in many ways through gaming now. Like who knows? Right. Like, like you said, it's, it's a huge industry and there's a lot of money poured into production on these things and a lot of slave labor. It's not slave labor, but these people work like, ridiculous amount of hours to the point where they have like uh uh bunks in the studios and gyms and cafeterias and it's like it's crazy man it's not like it used to be it used to be like people um coding on their computers in a small little room in an office and now it's like this, this gigantic corporation where you got like 500 people working on one game coding on different thing, parts of the game it's it's insane man and i'll say more effective in uh brainwashing people uh because unlike a movie where you're just watching it and yeah you get feelings and stuff like that and emotions go through you watching a movie but when you're really getting into a video game and it's no longer stops being images on a screen you almost like you immerse yourself and become one with that world you become part of that character. Even when I was yeah. a kid, dude, I was playing NES games, these cheesy little, well, I still love them, but these cheesy little 8-bit games, I would play like a fucking game like Blades of Steel, which was a hockey game. And I'd pretend that I was that player, you know, like, this is me, I'm a hockey champ, right? <laughs> I would do that all the time, like, just to use my imagination and pretend that I was actually that character, you know? Or somebody who goes around beating the shit out of people. I'm like, these are, these are the people, the bullies at my school. I'm beating the shit out of them right now, you know? But I would never do anything like that in, in reality. You know what I'm saying? It's just a way to suspend your disbelief, right? I mean, it's I mean, it's it's as close to being uh, having a dream in real life. Right. When I was a kid... Uh, before NES came out, I had an Atari 2600, uh, and there's this game on there called Berserk, 
and I found it kind of funny because you're coming on here and your name is Berserk Space Cowboy. <laughs> Have you ever played Berserk? It was also in the arcades. No, I haven't, but I actually did hear a little bit about this uh, game before. Okay, so what happened with Berserk, apparently um, there was there were two people who played it, uh, one by the name of Jeff Daly and another one was uh, Peter Bukowski. And uh, <laughs> this is pretty wild. They reached a score of 16,000 and, or no, 166,000, like 16, 16660. And they had a heart attack. Both of these people reached the same score and they dropped dead as soon as they posted their high score on the game. Coincidence or not? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, were they in like two separate cases, Davey? Or were they friends? Yeah. No, they're two two totally different people. They didn't know each other. Probably different locations. I'm not I'm not aware of that or not. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's what happened. Yeah, that sounds a little too. I don't know. That's like something, something planned to me. It it could be about before. Um... That's that's crazy. I've never heard that story at all. And I've never really got messed with Atari at all. I definitely want to. Yeah, well, it's, this this happened on the um, the the arcade version, right? So I don't know. It's just it's really strange. Like I never heard about that before until I started researching it tonight. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Right? It's crazy. That is weird. It's a crazy Did story. They... Did you hear anything else? I'm just asking questions, but did you hear anything else? It was just a heart attack because it's so strange for to have a heart attack out of nowhere. Yeah, they never they never um, had any kind of health problems or anything from uh, from what I know. Maybe they were so like uh, excited that they got that score. You know, I don't know if um, they hurt. If one another, or when the first guy died, I don't know if the second guy heard about him or not, but they reached the exact same score. And as soon as they both posted it, like put their enter their initials or whatever in the game and tap the button, boom, they're dead. <laughs> it's like the game killed them. It's like a curse, the ultimate curse. If you wanted that score, you have to give it all. <laughs> It's straight, yeah, basically enough. It's there's three sixes in the mix, right? Yeah, selling your soul to win the game, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what happened out of respect. No, I know just, the game, <laughs> the game was fun though. You couldn't touch walls because mm -hmm. even if you touch a wall, you're dead. Uh, there's like this face that comes out, it's like a circle with a face in it, and it comes after you in certain levels and the name, the name of it was auto like O T T O. I remember that from reading the instruction book when I was a kid and thinking it was weird that this thing's name was auto. I don't know. It was, was kind of weird. It, like, uh, it, you know, like how the whole thing about, um, seeing 
you know, that conspiracy about uh, people seeing movie uh, music producers doing like rituals around games and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're doing that. Like when there's like a big new like AAA blockbuster game and it's like a s- certain thing, they make it like they probably do like some sort of like occult magic, you know, to the to the you know, they say it's the master copy gets the curse. So everything off of that master copy is like connected or something like that. I mean, who knows? Anything's possible, right? Especially us knowing that, you know, black and white magic is a reality. Uh, People, many people may disagree because they're not open to that, but um, it's real. (laughs) It is real. And they could be using using on us on almost everything that we interact with on a daily basis, including uh, symbolism in restaurants and shit like that. So who knows? But um, there's people that say that, uh, you know, like it, it goes deep with, with, you know, especially Call of Duty, being, the franchise being so huge and mm-hmm. making so much money. There's people saying that they're getting people either dumbed down or uh, desensitized to war or it's like training us to actually pick up a gun and go fight. Yeah, I'll say you know? probably probably not really the training part. <laughs> well, because... you can't it has you can't just pick up a gun and know how to use it yeah. if you just play Call of Duty, right? Uh, Meal Team 6. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean if, even if specifically know how to pick up a gun and use it 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 definitely desensitizes you to to shooting and i think that's a great point i feel like it's a you know as we were younger they've evolved to now you you wouldn't i don't know you wouldn't recognize they're probably doing something to our a lot more than what it was back in the day and i think that's a great point and and more more to our doing more to our mind than what we realize too right like if we didn't have these things, we wouldn't be so desensitized, right? So, but well, I mean, it depends on the the gamer too, you know, because sometimes in video games, like you'll show mercy to and like uh, right, right, right. <laughs> numbers on a on a on a computer board. <laughs> sure, especially Mortal Kombat, you can give them a mercy. Mercy, yeah, show, you give them a teddy bear. <laughs> The friendship. Uh, there, the friendship. Did you guys hear about the game called America's Army? Yeah, uh, Ground Branch. Yeah, so they actually did put them in arcades and had like mm-hmm. military staff there uh, using it to test it out on people and actually used it to recruit people. Yeah, and, and it actually was pretty effective too. Uh, That's what for, I heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, like I'll say with that is because I remember, you know, uh, my dad and his, you know, military background or whatever. Um, uh, we got Call of Duty. I think it was uh, the v- uh, Black Ops, you know, because it was Vietnam and he was a Vietnam vet. So we're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show it to him. It's so realistic, right? Yeah. yeah. Please, please come watch this play. He comes up there and he's watching his play. He's like, why is everyone running around like they're crazy? <laughs> 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 run and he's like he's like that gets you killed you know he's like, <laughs> yeah he's like it takes y'all like y'all just rush, rush up a hill and he's like that kind that hill will take like you know 
however met you know 30 minutes or hours to get up you know that's so too funny just, yeah because there's no there's no respawn yeah <laughs> everything's got to you know everything's got to count the first time yeah there's no respawning in in real in reality unless you believe in reincarnation but you're not going to pop pop your soul into another flush bag on the battlefield right away <laughs> and, and you know I, I do watch a lot of like i guess like you know uh, co- you know police encounter shooting you know ro- you know there's this a uh, show youtube channel i watch called active self-protection mm-hmm. and it's just some guy like breaking down like scenarios that happen like that and i've seen like videos of like you know cops in- investigating troubled people you know of course yeah we know about all the shooting blah 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 but but these this dude's you know i've seen guys like rush cops with like a katana sword and shit like that before like shit you know what i mean like like it just blows my mind like some people is like what you know like you you're so far gone that you're gonna rush people and like right you know like suicide by cop i've heard you know it's like the thing but it's just and um also the brutality like you know a lot of the times people won't show you mercy. You could be cooperate. You know, they say, yeah, just cooperate and things like that. Sometimes it don't help you. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, people are fucked up in the head. Like, you know, you- well, dude, I, I don't know if this is uh true or not. It might be an urban legend because uh, it has to do deal with fentanyl. Yeah. But mm-hmm. from what I've been told by a couple people, which hearing it from more than one source, through word of mouth makes me think it's an urban legend, but it's possible. Um, this guy gets pulled over and he puts some fentanyl in it in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm. The cop comes to the window. He rolls the window down, blows the fentanyl in the cop's face mm-hmm. and the cop ODs on the spot and dies. Damn. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy, man. I've yeah, heard, it actually, I've heard uh, stuff like that before where they pull somebody over and they just touch it with their fingertips. They can die from something like that. So it wouldn't surprise yes. me if something like that is kind of- Yeah. I mean, especially if it's somebody who's an addict, right? Like, fuck you, cop. You're fucked. And that's it. <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's why, like, you have to think, like, you know, I'm I'm not su- support. You know, I'm just, I'm just leaving it open. But you got to think that's why they're on edge. It's because yeah. the well, stepping up behind a car and approaching a car is like the most dangerous thing they do because you don't know who's in there, what's what's going on in their mind. Right. You know, it's not just some grandma. Oh, let me look for my person. You know, she looks in her purse and grabs a gauge. Bam. You know, or a <laughs> six shooter. <laughs> it happened. I mean? So it absolutely does happen. Do you, are you guys familiar with the the Fallout series? Fallout, nah. Okay, okay. so it's post-apocalyptic where basically you know, like there's nukes that went off and now it's kind of like Mad Max where you gotta kind of scavenge the wastelands kind of thing. But you have this kind of technology called like a Pip-Boy and you wear it on your arm so it like, you bring, it's like your menu system, right? You, when when you press start, your arm comes up and you look at your Pip-Boy and you can interact with it, right? But uh, there's a conspiracy involving Fallout 3. And it kind of blew my fucking mind when I researched it today. So within the game, there's like a radio that you can put on on your Pip-Boy on your arm. And you just scavenge the wastelands. You can constantly listen to it. It's called Galaxy News Radio. 
and uh, plays like these old timey kind of like fifties songs and stuff, whatnot. But um, on the news station, there was a Morse code and it translated to nine, four, five, four, two, zero, two, zero, one, zero. Two years after this game came out, just less than two years, mm. there was an accident in uh, the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, the the oil rig called the Deep Water Horizon exploded, and the date on it was. Uh, <laughs> April 20th, 2010, which was the Morse code mm. in the game. Um, also, the Morse code said that there was uh, several deaths and the, the oil spill was averted. And that's exactly what happened. Damn, four five thing was off by tw- uh, 11 minutes because it happened at 956 not 945 but still pretty damn close i mean that's symbolic in a way that number you know what i mean so it's symbolic to the occult thing and to and to what that meaning you know the which, whole twins and stuff like that which number 11 oh Okay, I didn't think about that. Holy shit. So you just went deeper. Like two-faced. But uh, I was going to say, I actually do. I have played Fallout. I've played uh, Fallout um, 3 and New Vegas and uh, Fallout 4. So, oh, yeah, see? <laughs> you played more of it than I did. I thought <clears> you <throat> said falling, my bad. <laughs> oh, <fall>. shit, yeah. <laughs> I, played, I, played, I played the original Fallouts, which were top-down games. Yeah. And I loved those. And when Fallout 3 came out, I was super excited. And I played that. And I spent so many fucking hours playing that game. And uh, I, I don't re- recall the Morse code thing. But apparently mm-hmm. it's in there. It's true. Um, and then, yeah. So, like, two years after that game came out, this incident, less than two years, this incident happened in 2010. And it's like, this game predicted it? Who knows? Yeah, and, and the whole Fallout Thing was happening because of uh, 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 China and America going to war was the cause of the fallout in the beginning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> China invaded America. Predictive programming. <laughs> I, t- I totally believe stuff like that, but always like, is it is it their way of like playing with us? What's the point also, like in dropping that hint is what I always Um, like the topas, like thing. Uh, sometimes people will they'll do these kind of things to kind of will it into existence, like getting the uh, mass mass thoughts, right? Because everybody's important in our application here. We're here. If we're here, you're you know, no matter you, you could be a shit bag, but you have a a power that can be utilized. And so it's like the whole mass necessary thing, like how uh, boy bands and things like that back in the day. Girls who weren't even into the boy bands, if they had a bunch of girls screaming and adding all crazy around, they same thing starts happening to them. Right. And and uh that's the whole like 
theories behind like the Salem witch trials that a lot of the girls were innocents and they were just, it's like a connection that happens like this, like they, you know, like a linking. So they're trying to link people's minds on something to kind of like usher it in like the whole, uh, how like there's a conspiracy about them trying to usher the antichrist. That's the whole, like they think they're doing a good thing by bringing the antichrist here. Cause now he can like the, the true Messiah will come or whatever, what they believe. And, will save everybody, but he won't show up until the bad guy shows up. So in a good way, they're trying to force the bad guy to get here sooner. And the worst <laughs> part about it is that the Antichrist is going to usher in this new system where everybody's going to hop on board and they don't realize it's the Antichrist. He's going to be a figure of peace, right? Mm-hmm. That's the worst part about it. So <clears throat> when this guy shows up, you know, we're us that don't fall for it are going to be looked at as fucking insane. Like we've already been looked at by calling up the COVID nonsense. Right. So this is just a stepping stone to that, that uh, plateau when the antichrist actually shows up. That's what I think. And, and then um, it's going to get to the point where like, we're, we'll probably, we'll probably be executed for our beliefs. Yeah, I mean, that's... God forbid, but... <laughs> it says in the Bible, dude, like, brother will kill brother or be against brother, and mm-hmm. the people of the faith will be beheaded. But, I mean, it's know, happened through history, but it's going to get worse. Like, what I believe, too, sometimes is, like, even with the Bible, like, being a Christian and everything like that, like, movies and video games and things like that, like, they don't really... Sh- in real life, it's it's a lot bo- more boring. <laughs> It is. Yeah. That's, that's where the movies and the, and everything like that is to escape how boring shit actually really is. Right. It's not like blown up. It's just like very basic and probably not interesting at all. That's why like, uh, with the that's why they push these kind of ideas through uh, ways of thinking through movies and things like that. Because if it doesn't happen the way it happens in the movie, then it's not real. Right. So that's where Project Bluebeam comes in, right? Because they'll they'll give us what what they've been showing us in the movie. So they're like, should I see in the movie? This is definitely, this is definitely what's going down. <laughs> you know? Right. It's gotta be spun. If it's not Hollywood, people don't buy it. That's why they say uh low ball entertainment gains more viewers than, you know, high level, you know, thinking and stuff like that gets the oh, lowest sure. amount of, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't like <laughs> the kids that I talk to at work on a daily basis they don't watch dramas. They go for like the Marvel movies or like the Marvel TV shows or DC and all that shit. It's like, dude, watch a fucking like mindful drama once, once every now and then, you know, you'll be surprised how much you like it. You Documentaries know? and shit like that. You know? Yeah. Even that. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like they, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so weird. Because documentaries, it makes something that's you might not find interesting interesting. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the power oh, of the documentary. Yeah, sure. Um, shout out to Ron from Wicked Planet. But uh, I don't know if you listened to his show, but he had a, a oh, show yeah. called The Last Witch. It's two women that made a documentary about the last witch that was uh, accused. Mm-hmm. She's been forgotten about for like 300 years now. So they're just trying to get her name out there and get her innocence back, you know? Yeah. 
I think it's amazing. And these people who were prosecuting, accusing and prosecuting witches were, it's like, they were like Puritans, right? So it's like, of course, anything out of the ordinary, you're a fucking witch, right? And some Mm -hmm. of these people were trying to escape that kind of uh, lifestyle. And once they tried to do that, they were accused of witchcraft. It was through sheer paranoia and who knows, maybe the ergot from the, the rye mm-hmm. guess, uh, got into uh, these people and made them batshit crazy. And there's all kinds of factors with that whole thing, but it's it's just insane. Like even Rush, the band Rush has a song called Witch Hunt. And uh, that's such a good song. But they talk about all these people who would hunt down witches and shit. And it's like, through paranoia and you know religion religiosity and it turns them into killers which they're not supposed to be doing you know yeah and, and that's goes right back into the whole video games thing yeah it's giving these uh kids false impressions of reality oh for sure and uh thinking that they're all like you know, like, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's like with the, uh, why they're wanting young people to play these kind of violent video games and things like that is because you, uh, like you said, you, you desensitize the people. There's no more empathy. Like, right. it's, it's, um, that's why, you know, for me in video, video games, I like to show empathy. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, it's good for therapy in, in ways, but then I do like, blowing people to bits also and, and things like that but uh i i always say that when i when i play a game where you where you have a moral choice say like red dead redemption you could be the mm-hmm. good guy or the bad guy i always choose the side of good first and try to do all the good things that bumps up my morality mm-hmm. and then i'm like and then i'm like i'll play a new game later and then be the bad guy, but I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be the good guy all the time. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 like, no, I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. And I was just saying, I played through the first time, and I, you know, real picky about hey, my game because I want to make sure I'm doing everything right and good and not breaking. But I do actually play through and then wreak havoc. On. I don't feel as bad because my first Good Samaritan. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how I run too, man. Uh, in Red Dead Two, I was I got full good morality. I got the the tr- trophy for it, and then there were some certain challenges that were that were like, oh, dr- uh, rope up a guy, hog tie him, and then drag him on your horse for like two miles or something like that. I'm like, okay, I can do this now. Now that mm-hmm. I'm like the good guy. So that I could go balls out and just be a fucking asshole, right? It's hilarious. Like some guy, like I'm riding by on his on my horse, and this guy's like, "Help me, help me!" And I just go up to him and like pull out my revolver and shoot him in the fucking head, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's one of the great things about video games, though, is you have that. Um, you know, we're talking about. I mean, not that this is something any of us would ever go do, but you know, at the end of the day, if we want to have fun and crazy, you can in a video game. Um, but that's also the dangerous side, like kind of what Ron was mentioning is that I think kids nowadays are having more of a trouble with that line, the line 
a lot more blurred to them. Sure. And especially with autistic children, man, because they're so like (sighs) autistic children have, or people in general, um, they have a societal problem where they can't fit in. Right. And uh, my past experiences with that has been, uh, they, they do criminal acts without thinking that they're doing anything wrong. Right. So they think Mm. they're doing the right thing by doing bad. It's, it's fucking crazy. I don't, I don't know if autism is, I don't know what it is really. Um, I heard it's a problem in the gut. And if they fix their gut health, it can um, relieve their uh, mental symptoms. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. This It's just widespread now. I think it came from uh, dr- drugs and food products and stuff like that, in my opinion. It's when it all mm-hmm. started popping up. Uh, um, I think I definitely had something because, uh, like, I'm a lot different than what I used to be. Like, like uh, in fourth grade, my... Uh, vice principal she she took me in the room was asking if i wanted to be uh in special education <laughs> oh fuck and uh at the time i was like no i just want to be a normal kid like i felt so like she freak. didn't she didn't ask your parents about that or anything uh, she was like because because this is how weird i was she you know she was like maybe investigating like why i'm like weird like the way i am and i'm like i just want to be a normal kid and stuff like that and she's like okay but like looking back at it, I'm like, damn, I could have been a part of special ed. <laughs> they do like arts and crafts. They always have like the hot teacher at the school. It's like the special ed uh, education teacher. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's like, oh man, I've, I had to, I had the the road to the high life. <laughs> I'm gonna act like a retard so I can get into the fucking hot teacher's panties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like uh, looking back, I probably should have been <clears throat> special education, you know. But it was one of those like you know decisions that like as a kid i probably shouldn't have made on my own but uh now you see um that they're trying to get kids to change their genders (laughs) at the same age where i didn't know if i was retarded or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah man that's that's a whole other podcast right there uh kids kids chopping their dicks off and regretting it and then killing themselves well um it oh, reminds me, I actually uh, brung a, I got some notes for a certain game that I actually enjoyed a lot, and it's uh, the developers are out from where you're at, Montreal. Uh, yep. Uh, Edo's Montreal, and this game's called uh, Deuce X. Uh, oh, Mankind. Damn. Yeah. Yes, transhumanism at its best. Uh, Mankind Divided. Have you yep. played that one? That was a really I, gay game. If I did play that one, yeah. There's one, I think there's one after that. Uh, no, it was actually uh, it was supposed to be one, but it got canceled. Okay, so I played the one before that. Uh, yeah, Human Revolution. Yes, yes. So uh, just to break it down for the audience, um, it's about a divide between mankind of uh, normal humans from birth and augmented humans. And uh, the augmented humans, they need a immune immunosuppressor suppressive drug called uh, neuroposine. And uh, it allows the, you know, the uh, vaccination, I mean, the uh, (laughs) (laughs) to to work more effectively, right? It's needed for the augmentation process. And um, so there's... That's exactly uh, what I think is going on with this. Yeah. 
and uh but the but the uh the bad guys in this game are the illuminati like that's actually like what they're called yeah and uh they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to create prejudice against the augmented people and make the augmented people like second class citizens and uh they're they're the people that are opposing the illuminati um are a group of like uh hack hackers slash activists and they're led by somebody by who's called janice and janice in roman mythology is the god of uh beginnings oh, and ends doors J- time yeah janus j-a-n-u-s right yeah janus yeah and um so oddly enough right the opposing guys named that and he's running this who's the activist group who's trying to take down the illuminati but uh this game it ends in like a cliffhanger and uh it was released in two 2016 2017 and the um third game the, the trilogy uh, got canceled and there's no talk of it but from what you're hearing with the storyline how it plays out it seems like not nah, it's giving away the narrative a little too yeah much. <clears throat> for but, sure uh, it shows how they're playing but i feel like they're playing both sides that's because at, at the end he's kind of like nod man this student knew too much and it makes me think like okay so the illuminati give it this augmentation uh process right for everybody it's available for everybody we can all do it and then what they do is they get the humans to start hating um, these augmented people. And what uh, one of the, the main boss in that game is this guy named like Makachev. And he was a Russian dude. And he's a freedom fighter for the augmented people who are being uh, discriminated against. And so it makes me think like so the Illuminati is actually using the augmented people, right, to to be rebels. So that way the regular humans will hate them and then i bet they're going to switch a it where uh basically now augmentation is only for the elites and it's not for everybody else but it's just a way to write in laws where they're given these grants you know essentially it's a slow fucking drip dude that's how i see it playing out as well it's not going to be like this one main event where it's going to divide everybody it's just slow fucking drip all the way they're playing. Think, yeah. yeah, it's been like that for uh, centuries, really. You know, we might not see the aliens come down in our lifetime or this massive event that's going to shift the consciousness of everybody. I think it's like a slow drip. And um, so we grow into it, right? It's. Um... Yeah, we learn to accept certain certain things about certain people. Or not, you know, you could constantly reject it. But I feel like uh, with this, um, uh, uh, like you're saying with the whole, like with this do sex mankind divide game was trying to explain it, like it does make it seem like they're almost priming the human race for this kind of like new, new cybernetic technology. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's like one of those kind of things where it doesn't happen uh, right away. There has to be some sort of like evolution process. Well, there's like, people already get, that are getting, um, what do you call it, uh, bionics, like bionic limbs and stuff like that already. So that's, that's a slow drip towards transhumanism too, right? Mm-hmm. And I, when I was a kid, there was a cartoon in the 80s called 
<clears throat> excuse me, Bionic Six. It was a team of six people uh, that had Bionic uh, augmentations, and they were the superhero team, right? And I was like, "Yeah, I want Bionics," you know. When I was, <laughs> I want a Bionic arm to like punch my fucking bully. In the th- I never have really had a bully, but yeah, so I can punch bullies in the face or whatever, right? Or if somebody's picking on my friend, I could just use my Bionic and. Just smash his face in <laughs> have like one jacked like metal arm <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. that's what i think I even had the action oh yeah i had the action figures of bionic 6 too when i was a kid it was great like and, and this reminds me of a game uh, have y'all played uh detroit uh becoming human i was gonna mention that too like oh it's a great it's game it's really good really good um, it's one of those like choose your adventure kind of like playable movie type games. I still have yet to finish it, mm-hmm. um, but I got pretty close to the end. I don't know what distracted me. Probably another game, but my friend Shayla that I've had on a, a few times, she recommended it to me because she's she was like, "It's so good, you gotta play it." And I was loving it, and it goes back to Deus Ex again, where. Mm-hmm. You have the non-augmented humans who see these androids that are now commonplace in society and they're all like, you, they're picketing. They're like, you stole our jobs, you fucking android. <laughs> like, they kick, kick your main character down, like smashes his head on the ground. He comes back too, but you know, it's just like, it's, it's humans versus non-humans in the end, right? And But here goes the thing though, like in, in the end, I did side, I gave the I made it where the robots could have their own like society and everything like that. I did, I did yeah. you know, I did the. All right, I'm gonna be the media. Working... You feel for them. Yeah, but the game, uh, for them. in real life, I don't find it far fetched for me me to be a racist. I mean, a robot racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you buckethead. Yeah, you stole our jobs, you fuckers. <laughs> what do we get now? And then you see the alcoholic father. And he has a new android in the house, and he's like, whatever, just do your fucking job. <laughs> get out of here. And the android's trying to, like, calm him down. He's like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> do your job. <laughs> should we Should we spoil it, though? Like that, because that kind of goes into some stuff, like... Oh, keep going. I don't care about spoilers. All right, spoiler alert. Like, that, that daughter, uh, that guy's daughter, right, that he got the android to take care of. Yeah, she's a she's an android too. Yes, damn. <laughs> this whole time he thinks this little girl, and then and then it hits you. She's like she's a robot. So what? So what that's showing too, right? Is some like creepo. He can get himself a child robot for a mm-hmm. slave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he he his daughter died or something like that. So he he has his other daughter and he comes to find out he was beaten the child robot to death and had to buy a new one. She was like the second model or something. Yeah. Or no, he beat the, he beat the nanny to death. The nanny. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's right. So it's kind of fucked up, right? It's like, you know, the graphics in that game are phenomenal. Oh yeah. And it had a real actors and stuff like that. Yeah, the first thing you have to do when, when in that game is you're the android and you come across 
an android that has that's holding a human at gunpoint hostage and you have to assess the situation and like try to clear it up as best you can remember that oh yeah <laughs> yeah pretty wild and um that started the whole like you know racism angle because it's like look these things are turning on us and stuff like that we have to get rid of them all yeah you know but then come to find out that was some that was like some bad guys like putting this code out there and making them aggressive and stuff right so have you guys heard of the madden curse you have i totally yeah i totally believe this i'm football fan and there's okay a long list of, of people that have been hurt so I definitely this is a i fun did one. yeah i did not hear about this until today i was like holy shit so okay so give me your rendition of it then because i have notes but all i can chime in chime with the names because i probably couldn't tell you some of the names but so the i didn't know, bother with it. <laughs> i didn't bother with the name to be honest because i'm not a huge football fan but some, uh, you know, football is the you know the top of the ball game, you know, video games and oh yeah, and small. I mean, there's probably ones before that, but I remember getting my original Madden on N64, and I know there were ones before that, obviously. But so like, this game's been around forever. Sega um, Genesis for me. Sega, okay. Listen, yeah. people always mess with. A lot of the same game each year. It, it's definitely they put a different person. And right now, looking at it, two players that have been on the cover sixteen injuries pretty shortly after. It's a pretty consistent thing that happens or, to people. Yeah, or their performance dwindles after they've been on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. It's 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 not a good and then have a great season. If something happens on the cover. Yeah, dude, it's wild. And there's a there's a bunch of players that refuse to get on the cover because they're like, "Fuck that shit." The bad juju and Madden himself was superstitious, right? He didn't want to fly airplanes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he was like terrified. Um, so he he would he would take a bus everywhere and he wouldn't share because it was find a way there other than a boat. Did you know about the cover of uh, Madden 2015? No, what happened? So the Patriots defeated the the Seahawks, uh, twenty eight to twenty four, mm-hmm. on the cover, and that's exactly what happened. Oh shit! <laughs> Did you know about that, Jack? Zach? No, that one's not one I heard of. Surprise me! It's just another example of I don't know. If you were to tell that it was all predetermined, you know, way ahead of time, that me all. It just blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, who? has their hand in this one. Is it EA? It's got to be either EA or the NFL. Who knows, right? Well, it goes with how does uh, Matt Gregoring or whatever his name from uh, The Simpsons figure Matt out. Gregor, predict yeah. All, yeah. 
how does he predict all of this stuff, you know? And it's like, well, maybe they're all like sharing, you know, just like in a, what it was in that game, Assassin's Creed, is it some sort of like ancient artifact that gives you like all this, like, you know, knowledge, basically like whatever you want to think of, you can make it work or whatever. So uh, it's like, do they all just like, it's like <laughs> they share the same like time, uh, you know, like some, some sort of a future device, you know? Yeah, well, it, did you know that Matt Grading is supposedly a Freemason? Yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. they have the that that in their show a couple times, you know, the lodge and so. Yeah, the uh, stonecutters. Yeah, the stonecutters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Homer was the beer baron? A little off topic, but that was a fucking hilarious episode. I think so. He was like... smuggling beer through his like basement. Because I, I think, uh, yeah. most tavern closed down, so he was he became the beer baron and shipped beer to everybody through his basement. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, he was making it in uh, bathtubs in the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny, man, dude! I watched The Simpsons before The Simpsons came out on the Tracy Allman show. It was a short skit, skit like a cartoon skit, <clears throat> and then I was like, yeah, I love this, The Simpsons, yeah. And then this, the actual show came up, came on to the scene. I was like, wow. And it's like the longest running fucking TV show ever. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. So yeah, Madden, Madden football and uh, NHL started around the same time. And I was more into NHL because my family was more into hockey because we're Canadian, right? We live in igloos up here, so uh, <laughs> you know when I remember my my brother and I rented NHL hockey. The first one that came out it was ninety two, and uh, we were playing it together, and we were just fucking laughing our asses off because of the sounds of when you body check somebody. It was just like. <laughs> generated sound and we just constantly try to body check each other so we can laugh (laughs) when i used to play hockey games i would just like competitive uh, i would try to uh, trigger the fights Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would play hockey games and try to trigger the fights you know (laughs) absolutely and then on sega genesis they had mutant league hockey have you ever heard of that Uh uh-uh so they had mutant league hockey Mutant League football. And uh, so, like, Mutant League hockey, you could, like, check somebody and they'd fall through the ice and you'd see their body, like, floating under the ice. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Awesome. Yeah, hockey's always brutal to me because, like, you know, uh, how fast everybody's slamming into each other. Oh, yeah. It's great. So much more speed. Somebody, like, (laughs) eating for you and speeding up, right? You're like, fuck you. (laughs) Mm. So funny. Are you guys familiar with the WarioWare series? Oh, yeah, I am. Okay, so... Yeah, I loved WarioWare. The first one, it was on regular Game Boy... uh, Not color. Uh... Game Boy, one of the fucking Game Boys, I don't know. Um, but there was one on the DS called WarioWare Touched, and this one blew my mind. 
and you can look it up on YouTube. I'll probably put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> there's a character in the game named Ashley, and you can play their theme songs on a record in the game. And if you go to Ashley's theme song and you manipulate the record to spin really fast, it <laughs> you can hear her say, I have granted kids in hell. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you can hear like like really fast, like, and you can hear all of a sudden you can hear her say, "I have granted kids in hell." And I, I saw it on YouTube. I was like, "Holy shit, that's wild!" And then, of course, there was this church that got wind of it, call it the Holy Spirit or whatnot, and uh, they went to Nintendo and they were outraged, and Nintendo like totally said it was like, you know, totally a coincidence. Like, we didn't do that on purpose. But the funny thing is, the character is a witch, and she summons demons. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't mean to do that. Right? In- That's insane. Do you, think, do you think it's a coincidence, or do you think they put that in there deliberately? Just to fuck oh. with everybody. I think it's definitely deliberately, and and even with uh, it just it just popped in my head. But there's a connection between Mario, and um, uh, do sex, uh, mankind divided. Uh, because um, you have uh the Illuminati of the lizard lizard peoples, right? And yeah. that's like you got Bowser, and yeah. then um, you have uh the goal, which is the princess. But what I mean, what I think that means is basically like innocence, you know the fight over purity in a way like what what is pure because in their mind they think it's being sick weirdos and drinking blood and being all crazy like that sure (laughs) and then you have mario right mario's going through uh pipes and he's like basically traveling into different realities and that's janice right the group of activists fighting against the the illuminati and and janice's you know tunnels and passages and everything like that so it's kind of like you know, there's that connection again of like, uh, you know, this figure, like a good or a god, and then like a shadowy group of people working for uh, nefarious entities, you know? Yep. So, okay. It- so it's funny that you brought that up because another one that I was looking at was, um, you know, in the original Super Mario Brothers, when you defeat Bowser every level, it says, uh, thank you, Mario, but our princess is in another castle. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. an actual anagram. If you rearrange all of those letters, it spells out uh, Satan, our one true prince, as unholy bricks, I toast him. Get out of here, dude. Are you serious? Fucking shit you not, man. If you take all those letters and rearrange them, somebody did it somewhere. But the unholy bricks thing Mm -hmm. comes from the fact that, like, Mario is the sin of greed, and he's greedy, and every time you hit a block or a brick, you get money or your mushroom or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole thing on that. Uh, That fucking blew my mind, too. I never knew about that. Yeah, you're supposed Crazy. to. That, that was a that's the game of my childhood. Me too. Me too. 
than the greedy thing. You're supposed to be saving the princess, but you're busy worried to make sure every got every single coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me that fucking coin. Dude, give me those coins. Give me those coins, right? It's crazy, man. It's such, I mean, such a good it, point. It, I never it thought. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, looking into that shit, it's like, makes a lot of fucking sense. And do yeah. we need psychedelic psychedelic mushrooms? Giants, is that what they're telling us? Right. <laughs> Psychedelics right. is the evolution process for giants. Dude, unbelievable. I love it. Yeah, there's so much. I and love and it. especially to the whole uh Mario 64, right? Where you're just like going through mirrors, the mirror world, uh mirror verse. It's it's everywhere now. It's like multiverse, like talk of multiverses and the string theory and everything like that. Yeah, like you guys were talking about on your show with uh, the whole Freemason checkerboard floor duality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you jump through the mirror into the, another world, right? Like like Alice in Wonderland. And it's it it's making me think like, yeah, maybe maybe there is no such space really is fake and gay, <laughs> like everyone's been saying. Uh I- and it's, I'm and it, becoming more and more convinced that it is. And like worlds are connected like bubbles, but but each world isn't necessarily just its own planet. It's a different like universe. And it's just, <laughs> that's what the whole straight yeah. theory is, right? So it's like connecting yeah. like universes. Uh, shout out to Random Randy uh, from the Red Thread podcast. Him and I discussed that too. He He got into the whole bubble thing. And like everything's a bubble within a bubble within a bubble within a bubble, and it's like, where the fuck are we, right? <laughs> Just somewhere in that shit. <laughs> Trying to figure it out so we can get the highest bubble, or the highest bubble can come. The highest bubble has our avatar. We're in an avatar body, but our highest self can come down to us. Just like in the Legend of Zelda, every Legend of Zelda game, you are the chosen hero right mm-hmm. and you have to co- expose and conquer the evil everybody's on their own adventure so it's like like you know like it's basically like saying like how we manifest our realities and stuff like that <laughs> so like in your head when you're when you're working out and you're thinking you're like this big buff like <laughs> yeah epic person that's not you that's who you could be <laughs> that's like yeah yeah you in a different reality who, it's you you it's your higher self calling down to you saying you can do better you can get like me yeah <laughs> but i also have um there <clears throat> uh what's his name um ishmael perez i had him on my show he's like the highest fucking played episode of my entire podcasting quote-unquote career continues to get plays i don't know where it's coming from but um he released a video saying that humans are mutating to the point where our higher selves and every fucking self is going to be incarnated into one vessel finally and we are going to be basically superheroes that's what he was talking about and blew my mind it's like holy shit dude like I always thought in some sense, in some way, shape, or form, that I was a superhero. Even though I have my, my faults, my weaknesses, I always let my higher self uh, dig 
my lower self out of the hole and try to become better than what I am. Even though I drink beer every night and I smoke cigarettes and I got a beer gut, I've, <laughs> my <laughs> consciousness is there. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, unless it's the movie uh, The One with Jet Li, and like mm-hmm. our best version is coming to kick our ass and take right, our right, power. dude. Seriously, maybe that's what it is. Like they're like you know, it's a c- competing to be like the 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 one of your self. You know, mm-hmm. that that'd be crazy. But um, yeah, like. Um, because at the end of the day, I like to think, yeah, the physical body, it's like the whole thing about that, right? That's your building. That's your temple. That's, that's your building blocks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, we, our body is just a shell, you know, it's our cocoon. Yes. That's how I look at it now, but you want, you know, I'm trying to be a little more health conscious. So it's like wanting to take care of my cocoon, make sure my cocoon is, it's cause it's the, it's the one thing here that other than stuff I put on me or stuff I go, it's the one thing you truly own is your body. Sure. Even though the government owns us through, uh, <laughs> you know, never that's mind. The, that's the problem. It's like, we have, we have to try to find like the most, how sovereign we can be and try to get to that point without having any control by outside sources. Right. Because that's what happens. Like they, they own us. Essentially, they own us because everything that we do, we're taxed on um, from birth to death and even beyond that. So in, in that regard, we are owned, right? We're not sovereign. Yeah. But the truth will set you free if you choose to look into, you know, s- such things as maritime law and the fact that uh, all capital letters on your birth certificate uh, is owned by the Vatican, and it's it's fucked, dude. But see, that's what that's the thing. It's like really, they just own you by a piece of paper. They don't actually own you. And then, but it's the same way. Like I guess they don't even really want our bodies so much that they want our souls. They want they want what's within us. They want that good good on the in- inside. <laughs> the fire that is inside cannot be contained. Yeah, they can have you know they can do stuff, but that that on the inside is what what's truly of importance in, in this whole scheme and that's yeah. where it comes yep. back with the video games it's because for me um like at first like like i was saying i'll start playing a game and i'm thinking about what i'm doing with the joystick i'm moving it left moving it right but once i'm like you know and, and i'm like settled into the game like the outside world ceases to exist like for people our age like when they bring that tv into the classroom and it'd be this tiny ass TV. That's how it used to be back in the day. Everyone, there'd be this tiny ass TV, but when everyone is immersed in that TV and watching it from across the room, it becomes big. It's like the only thing you see anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, same way with video games, and that's why they're trying to get us into this metaverse stuff, is because same way with social media, right? It's that's becoming the reality. Sure. <laughs> It doesn't, it's not official. It's not real if it's not on Facebook. And that's silly when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, um, God, I don't remember how old I was. Uh, probably eight. What year did the Challenger explode? The it was what? like 88, the Challenger. 
Oh, yeah. I think I was like a little like elementary school. So I would have been like less than 10 for sure. Like, yeah, I think I was like eight, eight or nine. But uh, so early 90s, they roll that TV out and everybody watched it and everybody was like, what the fuck? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like right there you get they get the schools to all roll that out and traumatize the children. Right. All at the same time, I, f- I felt like uh, even slavery here in, in America, like keep, you know, yeah, we need to know about the dark past and stuff. But for me, I guess I was, you know, just ignorant living in like the butterflies and rainbows world. But when I found about, out about racism, like uh, slavery, it just like it crushed me. I, that really like uh, was one yeah. of the moments that traumatized my psyche and made me think like, damn, people be enslaving others like it just I couldn't compete compute that in my head it fucked yeah me. it's crazy dude um but then you realize that it's actually been going on since the beginning of time <laughs> oh, for sure. and not only black people were enslaved but white people were as well and and asian people and whatever everybody's a fucking slave that's my point i tell uh black people all the time where i work i'm like dude we're fucking slaves right now we're slaves to the system. Yeah, and, and they don't. That's they don't. Why, yeah. <laughs> that's why we shouldn't be hating on one another because we're in this shit together, man. Yeah, it's the whole mankind divided, making us uh, fight each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you don't realize that there's a entity that's just been pulling the strings on both sides the whole time, and it just and that's what it wants. Uh, um. Somebody made a point about that. I don't know where I saw it, but how that's why they never want to give the one side of the argument too much because they don't want them to win the argument. Because if they win the argument, then they can't keep this chaos forming. And on a scientific term, you need uh, – us as human beings, we need conflict for progress. We need to be weak to become strong. It it is just the process of nature. It is, yeah. Perpetual war. I wonder mm-hmm. if that happens on other um, in other dimensions or other planes of existence, other realms. Like, are, yeah, are people just like born like like Thor? They're just jacked. <laughs> they don't have they don't they don't have to work out. They're just like born and just become that. They come out with like a six pack out of their mom. <laughs> they don't they don't have to evolve like us like. You know, for them, like everything has to be chill and good, and that's what yeah. it is with Asgard, right? There's they're at peace, and everything there is cool, chill. Everyone's getting along, and uh, that's how they keep their powers. And that's like different from how you work. So that's that is a weird thought, you know. Like, are there different realities where they're just like they don't have to evolve because they're already like peaked out? <laughs> right. Well, that's what some people would say heaven is. Right. Heaven is when you reach that plateau of all existence and everything's perfect. Everything's utopian, right? I don't think we're ever going to get there on this plane of existence. No, that's, we're too dirty. That's why <laughs> I say, I said to uh, New York Patriot back when I had him on, when I first started this show, I said, mm-hmm. here's, um, do you think there's any? Do you think there's true liberation on this planet, or is it only after death? 
And that blew his mind. He's like, holy shit. I never really thought about that. <laughs> right? Like, there's, there's, we're never really truly free here. Yeah. Well, there is that whole, like, Tibetan, like, rainbow body thing. <laughs> well, there, and, uh, and it goes back to the Bible as well. Like, yeah. you, you be perfected in Christ. We, you will have your true spiritual body, but it only comes through after death. If you have that faith, if you keep the faith, you keep hope, that's the only time after death, if you maintain that faith, you will be perfected. So death is a doorway, in my opinion, <clears throat> to perfection. Yeah, it's a, just a ev- evolution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from even in the old tech you know gnostic texts and things like that they even say uh you can't even like you can't even interact with god he's like so so many like levels it's like that whole thing in a dogma you couldn't even yeah. hear him truly speak he's just so like i think only like michael and like a few of congregate with the actual entity god <laughs> you know with like, uh alanis that yeah, like, but in, in the in the real things, you know, like, not everyone can just go up and, like, you can you can get God through a filtered, you know, f- a, through a filtration of things, but from from what I've seen, like they said, like the actual God himself, like the source in right in front of you, you wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd probably be like obliterated. Just obliterate, yeah. Like it, if you're if you're in the flesh. In the yeah, but even in the spirit, I feel like I think that's what they even said. There's you know, to heaven because they say around God's throne is like an emerald. So like, right. even if you get to heaven, you're like ascended and blah blah blah. You probably still can interact with him. He's like wait, it's like even in that, even then you find like you oh I become this spirit being and things like that. Well then you maybe there's another level above that. That you have no idea about. It just keeps yeah. raising up. So, it's like um, constant ascension, right? Mm-hmm. And you can never get to the con- the absolute ascension because that's what God is. God is absolute truth, absolute love. And you can't handle the truth, just yeah, like, like Nicholson said. Manly P. Hall, he, he had... Uh, one le- of his lectures, he talked about how Lucifer- he's so ma- he's so manly. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> he interact. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer interacted with God, and when he when he heard God spoke, he God spoke like the sound of the voice of a baby, like all innocent and pure, and just like so loving and everything like that. And then Lucifer's like, "What the hell? <laughs> I'm yeah. serving a fucking baby, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this is bullshit. I need to be God." And then that's when God spoke to him in his fire and brimstone voice. And then that's when he's like, oh, shit, <laughs> I poked the bear, you know, essentially. It's, God is, to me, God is like absolute everything, like truth, of justice, everything. Like there's no above. Right. And that's, it's the source of where we come from. And yeah, and, and uh, it, it's sad because it's like 
why would God make this happen or why would make God that happen? I don't think God really had anything to do with it because <laughs> I think oh. I think for us, it's our free will to 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 choose and make our decisions on our own yeah but we're also in and uh, biblically we're in a fallen state right yeah and because of that that's why there's so much shit going on because man has decided to take these ideals for himself and try to control what god created But it never works out in the end for them. What and to me that's Satan. Satan is what man tried to corrupt God. Man tried to corrupt God and his ideals. Therefore, that's why there's all this shit going on in the world. It's not God doing it. We took it into our own hands and we decided to fuck it up. And what yeah. people say people say to me all the time, Oh, you believe in God? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're like well, how could such a perfect and loving God uh, have all this happen? I'm like, because we're in a fallen state. We're not in our perfect spiritual bodies. And these motherfuckers decided to like take everything and try to control us and manipulate us. And that's why you have starving children, starving children in Africa. That's why you have people, uh, diseases running rampant, because we're creating them to control and manipulate society. It's really simple, but people don't want to think about it because they just think they just want everybody. They just think that God is perfect. So why would He make everything so bad here? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me ranting. We're the virus. <laughs> we are the virus. Yeah, and we have to. The antidote is is uh, you know something we have to strive towards. You know. Yeah. Because the, the answer sure. is the virus, right? But you too. Zach. Sorry, was Zach <laughs> Zach's not too. No, I'm Fun. saying Zach. You're quiet. You're quiet. Yeah, sometimes. No. You guys. Sometimes. Listen. Sorry, it's definitely. I feel like I'm just soaking up knowledge here as well. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm just fucking spouting off nonsense from my own brain. <laughs> but hopefully but, it's thought provoking for the audience that's my whole thing it's like I can't have these conversations in daily life with people because they probably think I'm fucking utterly nuts so why not get it out on here you know and I think with a lot of people too like uh, it's just they can only handle so much that's what my girl tells me she'll I'll be told oh, yeah. so she'll be like okay that's that's my that's my glass is full <laughs> that's enough for today yeah. <laughs> you know so uh, with a lot of people out there sp sharing truth and stuff like that, just be patient. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. just information overload. You believe me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It takes time. That's, that's the <laughs> thing for me, dude. Like when I first like became quote unquote self-aware, I had so many questions. I was coming, drawing so many conclusions and then I just held back a bit. And I was like, you know what? Back off for a minute, Davey, you know? And then once I backed off and like, kind of took a couple blue pills. I still, you can't, you can't unswallow the, the red pill, right? So mm -hmm. once I backed off and took a couple blue pills, I was like, okay, I'm ready for more red pills, right? Took some more red pills and I'm like, okay, what do you do with this? And I was like, okay, 
maybe I should start realizing that God didn't give me a spirit of fear and I could speak out on this now. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm at today, a year later after doing this show. And it's just, I'm getting so many fucking cool people on here. And, and I, 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 I readjusted the tagline of the show to where crazy feels like home because (laughs) that's what I want. I want, anybody who has a voice to come on here and just speak out, speak up and get it out there because we can't do this in daily life. And that's why I feel like this feels like home for people because they could just come on here and just rant and rave about the craziest fucking shit. And then all is good. You know, it's therapy. That's what it did for me. Like yeah. the more, the more I told my personal story, the, the, the less it of effect it have on you. So it, to your point, um, it's, it's the, uh, programming, this, the conscious programming, once you're aware of it, it doesn't really have the same hold over you. No, no. It's, it's the, it's the, it's getting under, underneath where, you know, like flying low under your, under your radar. But once your radars opened up, you just, you're aware of that stuff and it doesn't have the same effect on you. For sure, dude. Like, and it's, I'm so much more at peace and happier um, in my daily life. And I always have a smile on my face. Uh, Some people think I'm crazy because I always have a smile on my face. But (laughs) (laughs) that would look a little wild. Like, you're just standing there. (laughs) No, but like, the the funny thing is, is that I'm always thinking of a joke to tell somebody. And so, like, when I tell somebody that joke, I laugh along with them, and then I walk away, and I got a big smile on my face, right? (laughs) And and this, like, this, I said to Libby last episode, I said, I always got this smile on my face because, like, I'm telling jokes all the time to people. I just want to lighten people's lives up, right? Uh And uh, so, when I'm walking by somebody, I already have a smile on my face because I just told somebody a joke. (laughs) you know and i was Mm. laughing about it and i'm walking away and then i get all these people coming up to me they're like dude you you seem so positive and and you're all smiling and then i this one kid he's like i thought you were crazy before i met you but then when i once i met you i just realized that you're fucking totally down to earth chill and funny you know yeah funny dude it's 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 a it's a wave man that's why i'm davy wavy right yeah, hell yeah, man. It's contagious, you know? You pass on the good vibes. Dude, smiling is the most contagious thing ever. It's like, I could look at somebody who's, like, got a scowl on their face, and I'll look at them, and I'll smile, and they'll smile right back. You know? Oh, yeah, who, yeah. Knows, who knows how that affects their day? Easiest thing to do. It's not hard to... It's not. It's bad day. Trust me, though, Zach, for some people, it is really hard to smile. <laughs> there's true. actually a... It's very true, man. Like, there's people that I work with, and it's like, I've never seen their face, and I've never seen them smile if they're not wearing a mask. Uh, and and those, those are the tough, toughest fucking shells to crack. That's true, because they're, they're in a hole. And they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't know how to get out that hole, and they're just, 
they're be becoming at peace with being in that hole. Yeah. And and all it takes is that smile and just to, to bring that joy in. That's the ladder that gets them out of there. Yep. I don't want to be in that hole because Lord knows I've been down to the fucking depths, man. You know? Oh, yeah, I just have nothing to smile about. And then when, once you get out of that, you're like, fuck that shit. I'm not going back there, man. And, uh, you know, I was just, we, we were just talking about this uh, with our most recent guest here, uh, the homie uh, Cosmic Peach, uh, Julia. Shout out to Julia. I love you, girl. Shout out to Julia. And um, we were talking about how, uh, you know, I was talking about how I've personally seen people like zombified, like, dark eye like vo- you know soulless eyes just uh, i've seen com- it completely npc like they're just like and i'm just thinking man they're never gonna get it they're never gonna figure it out and now these same people have turned around and i see life in their eyes and i see they're looking to be joyful they're trying to improve themselves and evolve so that's what i'm saying don't give up hope because it's it's slow drip right we gotta we gotta be patient as well they're playing yeah. this, they're playing the game of inches where we have to play it too so it's one of those yeah you you gotta keep being that fucking guy you know yeah but even be patient with be patient with people who are like that for sure for sure you know give them time that's where that's when uh jesus steps in and says you gotta love your enemies Mm -hmm. enemies are in the dark so you have to be patient with them just like he said and keep being that beacon of light in their life and who knows if you're going to affect them or not, or just keep doing it anyway. And then eventually one day you might hear, yeah, they improved their life and they benefited so many other people's lives. And that's all because you didn't give up on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I, not I guess... <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. I got a couple more. Okay. Right. We go off on tangents. This is what it's all about, but... <laughs> Have you guys played uh, the Pokemon Red or Blue, the original OG Pokemon on Game Boy? OG Game Boy. Uh, I have, yeah. I played uh, Red. Okay. I had Blue when it came out. Uh, I, I When I played it, I was it was so hyped. And I, got, I bought it. And I was like, what the fuck? This game sucks. Because it was like traditional uh, J- uh, Japanese RPG yeah. playing game. <laughs> I love those. And <laughs> just turn-based. And it was like, yeah, but it's it was so basic to me that I didn't like it. And I never fucking hopped on board the Pokemon train again until back in like 2012 or so. Uh-huh. Uh when the 3DS version came out and I kind of got into that. I was getting high playing that. It was cool, but it's still basic Japanese RPG games, which I've played a ton of before Pokemon came out. So it bored me, right? Uh Anyway, when you get to Lavender Town in that game, there's a song that plays and it's the Lavender Town theme. And it was creepy as fuck, apparently. Uh, but it was reported that if you listen to it long enough, mm-hmm. the Lavender theme, 
people were getting nosebleeds, migraines, and paranoia. Have you heard about that? I, I, I did actually hear a little bit about that. Um, that it was some sort of like frequency coming through through or something like that, some uh like brown note. <laughs> yeah, so the the composer was saying that he put in a lot of jarring notes mm-hmm. or chords into so I re-listened to it and I was like, Yeah, I could I could hear the jarring chords and notes in there, right? For sure. Cause they're kinda like all over the place. But uh and this is like, you know, like the infancy of the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Japan, there was reportedly 3,000 fucking suicides because of that song. Damn. Holy shit. 3,000 or more. I believe it too because of how isolated they are. Yeah. It's and they already have like a high suicide rate. Yeah, they already have a high suicide rate, right? So something that would like trigger some kind of response in their brain to commit suicide like that is astounding. I mean, the song itself is to me, like I'm listening, I listened to it earlier today and I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's off kilter. It's weird. It's strange. Especially if you're listening to it on a little fucking Game Boy device and you got your face buried into it. And it's the only thing you're hearing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing you're hearing. It's it's weird. The the notation is off kilter. It's weird, but I don't think I'd kill myself over it. <laughs> but apparently, well, there's three over three thousand over three thousand reported suicides because of it. For me, I will say that you know I used to be an emo kid. <laughs> The, you know, all sappy, uh, Robert Smith and the cure and all that kind of crap. But, uh, so, um, being depressed was kind of like, cool. It, it was cool. Like I, I, I like to be like sad. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, it clicked to me one day. I'm like, dang, I'm not even doing this. Cause like, I'm, I'm like brainwashed into like thinking this is like what I'm supposed to be doing. Sure. Cause this is like what I think is cool. So like, it's like, it's like when I was in grade eight and it was like 1993, 92. And there was the goth crowd and they were all listening to like the fucking nine inch nails and shit. And I was making mm-hmm. fun of them. I'm like, Oh, you just like this because it, it makes you look cool, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought back then. I'm like, I hate nine inch nails. Cause all these fucking kids are listening to it and they think they're depressed, but they're not, you know, that's and like a years later, 20 years later, I'm like a huge fucking nine inch nails fan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's just the, uh, being, uh, what is it? So, so, you know, you're, you're basically swimming in your swallow, uh, s- sorrows, you know, like, um, that's, that's the problem with people with depressions and things like that. Uh, it becomes a drug like like being in pain and being sad and feeling you know all the things you're going in your past and sure that's that's like that's now your drug and it's like almost you can't see yourself without that in your reality and and it is it is your reality when you know what i mean we're supposed to shape ourselves um from what goes on but um i will say like people might say oh i wish i wasn't like this and i wish 
I wasn't that they have to come to acknowledgement that you do like what you're doing. You do like right. being set. You have to, con- you know, you, you have to truly tell yourself like, yes, this is, this is why, because that's the uh, thing with the Ouroboros, right? Getting us stuck in loops. Yep. <laughs> you know, not making it a defin- definitive paths. You're just, you're just going in a circle. You're in that hedge maze, you know? And, and you're going along with the crowd as well. Mm-hmm. But that's not you. You're not the crowd. You are you. Like the people who uh, want them, who who need the most attention, who are you know reaching for uh, attention, are the people who are acting like they're not into attention. You know? yeah, they're individuals. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so different. But I paint my hair this way, and I, I wear all these different things on me because you do want to be noticed. That's not sure. You know? Yeah. So that's like was... funny. What's going on, and you know, nowadays with how what happened with women, you know, say the general consensus of mainstream beauty standards, you know, like I don't know, like you you see all these. It used to be about, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to pick gender roles, you know, making people have their own decisions, but uh, that that is kind of crazy how like now beauty, you know, like I don't know, I I, I I'm going into a tangent. I'm sorry, but. No, no, keep going. It's just sad. It's just sad to see uh, beautiful women, you know, handsome, handsome guys just ruining themselves, you know, sure. with, the, with the way they look. And and uh, I can say I was that's that's my fault too. You know, I was kind of doing doing all that kind of stuff. It's gonna be silly in a few years when they look back and they're like, "Damn, I cut off my dick." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't really want to, man, but I was just. I was trying to fit in. No, it's really sad, man. And me growing up, I always looked at other people and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? I had three older brothers and a sister growing up. Sorry, my mouth is full. I'm eating. Um, <laughs> But they basically taught me to like be my myself and like be my own person. So when even when I got to elementary school, I was like, "What the fuck are you people listening to?" About pop music and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Here I am in like grade one or two, reading like metal magazines, <clears throat> being a Kiss fan. And I couldn't understand why people were li- like listening to like Michael Jackson and shit. Not to say Michael Jackson is shitty or anything, but I couldn't understand why everybody was just going along with each other. And that was a very early age. I was like five, six years old, right? Yeah. And that I maintained that stability through up until now. I'm 43 now. Like, I just like what I like. It's not because I like what other people like. It's because I like what I like. And I do Me. what I do because I, I'm an individual. Be genuine to yourself. That was exactly. my problem. Yeah. I couldn't understand why people were just, like, riding every fucking uh, uh, trend, you know? Uh, that he, I was 
I had my parents would buy me the cheapest shoes from like the cheapest store because that's all they could afford. And people made fun of me. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. All of my parents can afford. What's your problem? You know? And then I see people nowadays, it's like these women and they have Gucci bags and everything. It's like, why you, you think that's cool? And that's why you have it. And you had to spend like a thousand dollars on a fucking purse. It's insane. It's absolutely insane to me that anybody would anybody would want to like focus on a brand like Tommy Hilfiger or Nike or Adidas or whatever. Dude, uh, that that's funny because I and it and it changes with times, right? Because I remember uh, I I was rocking, you know, because I I saw the Run DMC video one time and I was like, wow, I love them Adidas, you know, the because they're they're rocking and i wore even, those even corn corn did the adidas thing too oh the yeah the adidas shoes but i took them i wore them to school and everyone was like oh that's lame look at adidas blah, blah blah the next year when it was actually cool and people were like wearing them as i saw some someone who was making fun of me for having them, i was like dude why are you wearing those now yeah <laughs> you're just giving me shit last year about that oh so funny about, man. no <laughs> It's like, dude, it's just a brand. <clears throat> you didn't create that brand, and you didn't create its popularity, but somebody else did, right? Mm-hmm. But that's funny because you're making fun of me for wearing it, and then the next year right. you're wearing that same shit. <laughs> yeah, absurd, complete absurdity. Yeah, because it's if they even say that, right? Because the. Uh, the love, love child people from the sixties, they're all these hippies and free, free love and all this kind of stuff. Now they're sticklers and strict people. <laughs> you know, <it's>... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's a, do you know the band live? I think sounds familiar. I can't remember the song, but they they had a, a song and the, the, the lyrics and the chorus was, Free love was just another party for the hippies to ruin. Mm. <laughs> dirty hippies. Yep, dirty fucking hippies, man. <laughs> I have another one last gaming conspiracy uh, notation here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when the PS2 first came out? Yes, I, I remember that very much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when they said that Saddam Hussein purchased like over 4,000 PS2 units because it was the greatest uh, computer processing unit on the market at the time and he was going to use it for mass weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember that was going around. <laughs> and then Sony caught wind of it and then they stopped producing or they stopped shipping PS2s into... Um, like uh, Iran, Iraq, and uh, Libya for a short amount of time until they realized that that was bullshit. So the PS, the Sony company was actually on board with the conspiracy theorists for a while. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. I remember that happening too. And they were saying like, oh, it's the, it's the greatest computing device in the world right now, you know? So, yeah. You know, so, what, Dan could launch fucking nukes to the U.S. with PS2s. What I will say about the PS2, though, to this day, 
it is probably the number one overall system. I, I mean, yeah, you could be an Xbox fan or a PC fan, but that unit for console video gaming, I mean, a lot of people still have a PS2 that works. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Like, mm-hmm. You put that thing, you beat that thing up, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the most iconic systems of all time. And, it, you know, in, in all stats, it had some of the greatest video games that's ever been made were on yeah. PlayStation 2. It was fucking awesome. And I remember when I first got it and I, I unboxed it at my friend's house. Not my house, but I unboxed it at my friend's house. We played a couple of games that we rented. And holy shit, did it ever sound like it was going to turn into a UFO and like bust up <laughs> the roof of the house. It was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they started making them slimmer and stuff because of the fan overheating. Mm. But I still have an original. And everything. I think Zach fell asleep. <laughs> He's God. <laughs> 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 He's tired. He, I know he has to wake up usually early in the morning. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. You crazy people just keep talking amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, what, so uh, what's your favorite game, dude? Favorite game of all time? Mm-hmm. That's so hard, man. Um, when it comes to like series-wise, I would say the Castlevania series. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Symphony of, the, Symphony of the Night. It's probably like in my top three, top five for sure. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, me, uh, me, my brother, and my sister we like we were like it was the race to see who could 100 it and uh we did like everything in that game like, upside truly, down like, everything oh yeah truly like explored like every little inch of the map looking for every yeah. single secret and clue because you you have that meter that keeps rising up yeah and we get it to like 99.3 or 99.4 you know? yeah Dude, honestly, uh, every time it comes out on a different platform, I buy it. Oh, yeah, it was great. I was, and then your card. What's that? Oh, your Alucard, your Dracula's son. Yes. And the music, the atmosphere, everything of that game is just fucking pure genius. Yeah. It came out with Bloodstained. Have you played Bloodstained? Mm-hmm. You played that? Uh, I think I did. Okay, so it's made by the same guy who made Symphony of the Night. And it's like Castlevania, but it's not quite Castlevania, if you know what I mean. Because he, he doesn't have the rights to it, so he made his own game in his style. And you should play it, it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a third, third person angle, right? No, it's still, it's still, uh, you know, 2D. Oh, okay. That must have been the newer Castlevanias. It's it's called Bloodstained, but it's not Castlevania. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Sure. Yeah, it's really good, dude. You should check it out. They keep adding more to it. They keep adding uh, DLCs and shit. And they have uh, th- uh, two 8-bit prequels to it as well, like Castlevania style. Oh, nice. I- yeah, it's really good. I did play another one that was like on the DC where it was like uh, Trevor Belmont. He had the whip or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I guess for me, I'd probably say uh, Metal Gear Solid series. Oh man, when I was listening to your episode, mm-hmm. I was like, it brought me back to Metal Gear Solid. I was like, oh my god, because I pl- I was a f- fan of Metal Gear before, like on NES. So I was super excited when Metal Gear Solid came out. And I played through that game like seven times. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, I had the t-shirt. Oh. Pre-ordered the game. I got the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I guess uh, Zach had the, has the balance or something. Or he had yeah, yeah. We should probably wrap it up anyway, right? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> It's just it's good, man. Uh, talking to you, of course, again, dude. I'm glad uh, you know you're able, you're having us on and everything like that. Yeah, it's great, man. You guys are always awesome. Yeah, sorry for has my audio gotten any better or has it still been? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it leveled out. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so that was that took me off my game for sure right in the beginning. Like, um, it's okay. Uh, you want to plug away? Yeah, or uh, from the imaginary of thought, uh, <laughs> we hope uh, the the uh, technology whatever is a little better. We usually, um, I, you know, uh, try to put out a good product for everybody. We got new mics and stuff like that. Don't start at the uh, first episode. <laughs> the, what, what, every, everybody starts at the beginning and then they just don't listen to any more episodes. So, okay, so start at episode four if you're going to check out the show. I, I got people. Just, I got people going back to my old episodes now. I'm like, holy shit, it's pretty wild. Because the first three episodes just me like ranting out of my ass. Like I don't have any notes written down. I'm just like going on like a 30 minute tangent. It is what it is. Yeah, but uh, that's why it's so good having uh, Zach and uh, my co-host, who's actually a he's a childhood friend of mine. I've known since like we were eight years old, and uh, we're both 36 now. So it's been a while. (laughs) Right. Um, and he's IOT Zach on uh, Instagram and stuff, and it's cool to have him because uh, you need perspectives. You need you need other people to bounce ideas off in. Absolutely, and have, that's that's yeah. why I always get a guest on. Like I can't do a solo show. It's it's not of my it's not of my ability. I like to have uh, ideas to bounce back and forth with guests. Right, so this is a guest oriented show. You need that, and, and um, if someone comes on and they're like all high and mighty, like culty and shit like that, like trust me, I know the truth. You need to listen. I'm telling you how it's going down. Like those are the kind of people. Mm, he's just trying to start his own cult. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> he's trying to be a cult leader. Like no names mentioned. No names. No mentioned. names mentioned. But uh, people who are really out there seeking the truth, they'll get it from every angle. Like Zach, he's, he's not super deep into it. So we have a good balance there where I'm like, dude, I went like eight years without like physical contact female or anything like that. Oh, you're just jumping down. Dude, I was like, and I was just like, I was too, like, I, I was weird. Yeah. I was like, so in my, like had for like eight years, I was, that's why I've like, I went like, balls even shit but uh it was so weird for me and and uh human contact started kind of taking me out of the conspiracy world again like and that kind of thinking and and i was just i was just weird like well that's uh, that's that's what i what i'm talking about when i say i had to swallow a couple blue pills right yeah yeah you gotta swallow a couple blue pills so you can integrate yourself into society even though you're red pill as fuck 
because uh, a lot of pe- people who are truly searching, like, oh, I want to know all the secret knowledge, and you're digging all to these in these books and all this stuff, and then you realize it's so simple. Just take care of the people around you and love and things like that. Like, so you you need that ground. You need to like absolutely just just because somebody doesn't want to believe in every conspiracy theory you think of and all this other kind of stuff. We have to be the bigger person and st- you know interact in other ways you can't just be in conspiracies all the time because you will just be some weirdo yeah for sure dude i think most people that are listening to this would agree with that and uh it is what it is man it's like you either have knowledge and you have power or you have no knowledge and you're just going along with the sheep right you're just the sheep in the mix Mm -hmm. part of the herd uh hopefully you don't get slaughtered but (laughs) <laughs> you know it is what it is man and uh, I appreciate your time coming on I was looking forward to this and it was a great episode I really enjoyed it and uh, Zach sleep well my friend <laughs> <laughs> he just totally bounced out it's so funny yeah he's uh, we try, he's try to he has to get like super early uh but that, that's happened before i've been on on some podcasts and then you just start hearing like wait a minute, what's that sound and for people who oh, play, i get it yeah who play video games that's when you know you're done because you'll wake up and your character's running into the wall oh fuck <laughs> like oh shit you know that's when too, you know it's time to put it down <laughs> too funny Okay, Ron. Well, you have a good night, and uh, I'll put all your links in the show notes, so don't worry about plugging. And uh, you have a good one, man. Appreciate it. All right, too, man. Later. Later. Thank you very much for once again listening to the Red Bill Cartel Podcast. This is Nigel the Goat speaking. And uh, I would like to ask David right now, what did he think of uh, all the video game talk? Nigel was awesome. What are you talking about? Well, uh, I, I, I can't play video games, you know, because I have uh, hooves, you know, I have hooves. And they can't hold uh, the controller, you know, the controller that uh, you play video games with. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what it's like to enjoy these uh, so-called uh, video games, you know. Well, you watch me play all the time, so you see how much I enjoy them, right? Yes, I know, and I think you're out of your fucking mind, but uh, whatever. Anyways, uh... That's harsh. Well, you are out of your mind, aren't you? You are red-pilled, right? I guess so. <laughs> Continue, Nigel. Okay, anyway, we, we Davey and I hope you enjoyed that show with uh, Ron Weed and uh, Zach Waters. Uh, Mr. Zach Waters and Mr. Uh, Ron Weed. Uh, and uh, we hope you ultimately go and... Uh, listen to their show too you know so enjoy their show enjoy this show and uh, donate whatever you can support the show links are in the show notes we have new link tree up there and uh, 
we hope you click on all the links and uh, send some love to our guests and uh, us as well and we thank you very much Davey you want to say anything yeah just uh, if you enjoy the show keep uh, supporting us and uh, we, we love you very much and uh... no no Davey that's that's my line we love you very much cartel and until next time okay I guess I'm getting moved you know what to do